Hi guys, I'm Dominic Bose and uh, this is Dragonheart. Hello and welcome to the penultimate Dragonheart of the season, I think, isn't penultimate, it? Penultimate, yeah. Penultimate of the season. Um, we've got a little bit to discuss today. Um, first of all, though, we'd like to... You can't see him, he's on the other side of the camera, but thank you to our wonderful host, Phil, who is the owner of Bank Street Coffee Shop in town. It's a, a fantastic coffee shop that you know Phil's very kindly offered to host us, so please, Wrexham fans, do us a favour and return the favour. That would be really uh, appreciated. Um, but we're going to talk today a little bit, we've got a little bit on the retained list. Um, we're going to talk about goal of the season. And then we have a, a lovely piece for some students from uh, St. Joseph's School. This is Dragonheart. I'm Luke Young and this is Dragonheart. So the retain list. Um, unfortunately for a number of players, there, there has been some releases. So uh, Ryan Austin, Kai Calderbank Park, Malik D oh, th now this is a name that could get you in trouble if you don't pronounce it properly. Uh, how would you? Deichstale. Deichstale. Right. Double S's in German and Dutch. Yeah. Don't go like English where they change the sound; they just go longer. Yeah, That's and of my course, understanding of Flemish. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a better understanding than my Flemish, to be fair. Uh, <laughs> all of you in Belgium and Holland, if you need to correct us on that pronunciation, Netherlands, as you say, sorry, please do. Um, <laughs> Reese Hall Johnson. Jake Hyde, Harry Lennon, t uh, Rory Watson, I almost said Tory Watson, and that would be unfortunate. Tom <laughs> Jenkins. We've got a song about that, haven't we? <laughs> Dan Jones, uh, Louis Lloyd, and Will Mountfield. So, unfortunately for those players, their time has been uh, finished with the club. Um, some of those names are youth players, are all players that haven't featured much, so maybe not humongous surprises but I suppose the biggest surprise in amongst them is Harry Lennon who has uh, actually retired yeah. due to injuries unfortunately Mark what it's a sad uh, decision for Harry isn't it to make oh absolutely I mean he, we've been saying all along I'm a bit of a stuck record on this aren't I that he's got terrific quality and if he if he could avoid the injury issues he'd be at a higher level no yeah. question he's a cracking centre back he's got pace he's got height He's good with the ball at his feet as well, and, and that's a massive, massive shame. But I like to think, even though it's no consolation for him, obviously, it's nice to think that his last Rex appearance was being heroic for 70 minutes at Bramall Lane, when he was brilliant, wasn't he, in the way he dug in. Did he, I have to correct you, he played against Woke in the week after, didn't he? But I'm trying to pretend that. Oh, OK. <laughs> yeah, as I said, I sort of suspected <laughs> his last big appearance for Wrexham <laughs> was... No, he's he's a good bloke and he's a good player, and it's a terrible, terrible shame that he can't carry on. I'm glad that we tried to do him right in terms of giving him the one-year contract this year to give him that chance. Yeah, you know. Um, but and I think as well that we we did a good job in his first season in getting him fit and getting so much out of him, and he was important for us. He, in fact, yeah, he was up until January, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah. yeah. Let's let's be honest. You know, we all focus understandably on Hayden's injury at the end of the season costing us, but quite frankly, Lennon's injury was a big cut into our resources. Yeah. Thankfully, Max Clueth was brilliant the way he stood in for him, um, and that's developed another player for us, but. Yeah, it was a, a blow losing Lennon halfway through the season. Yeah. And in the future. Absolutely, and I think actually going going back to Bramall Lane and, and the Woking match, that perfectly encapsulates how, how tragic the situation is that uh, you know, he played 
f absolutely fantastic at Bramall Lane. Did yeah. not look out of place at all against the Championship squad. Bearing in mind that was his first start in a mm. uh, in a long time, wasn't it? Or you know, I can't remember exactly, but he hadn't played much up until that point. Maybe one or two in the trophy. Um, yeah, he played at Altrincham, didn't he? No. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I knew I couldn't remember when, but I knew. I, knew there was I just have to reestablish my credentials as a bloke who can remember some football <laughs> matches. <laughs> but for for me, actually, I, I have tried my hardest, and I'm still trying to erase the FA Trophy from yeah. my memory. It doesn't exist after <laughs> 2013. So uh, no, that's true. That's true. Um, but you're therapying yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, big time. <laughs> You know, he, he played absolutely brilliantly against Sheffield United and then mm. plays the week after against Woking at, at home. Uh, he's, he's had a week's rest and training. And, he, you know, it, I don't want to be unfair to, to him, but he looked like a, a player who wasn't up to the standards physically against Woking, didn't he, at times. He obviously didn't play that bad, but, you know, you, you could tell that he wasn't quite ready and fit. Uh, to play a game a week after having played quite an intense FA Cup match so <clears throat> maybe the writing was on the wall maybe that was the kind of thing that maybe you know he'd noticed I don't want to be unfair on him but you know a, a couple of weeks after when we had um, was it Owen O'Connell injured he didn't then feature on the bench and I think you're starting to see then oh right if Harry Lennon's not coming back onto the bench there's obviously signs there isn't there I think he wasn't fit by then anyway and I think that walking game was just a sign as well of he was struggling to get the match fitness as well as the physical fitness and course, yeah. that's just a real shame but he's a cracking player and he'll always have the fact that he scored the first goal at the race course which Robin Ryan attended the oh, Torquay yeah. match course, he scored yeah, the first yeah. goal so first goal Robin Ryan ever saw at the race course they've seen a lot since but Harry Lennon scored the first yeah absolutely and you know good good luck to Harry Lennon and to all mm. the, the players actually you know that have been released uh, another one who, who, who I don't think will um Struggled to get a club, but uh, played a really important part in the last couple of years is Reese Hall Johnson. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's easy to for us to forget as a club, considering how far we've come along and being able to bring in players from League Two or League One. Um, just just how good really Reese Hall Johnson was, especially in his first season with the club. Yeah. Um, you know, was he player of the season? Wasn't he in his first year? No, or, but he, he but he was in the running for yeah. it, wasn't he? Yeah, and. Scored a lot of goals from a wing back position. Seven. Yeah. yeah. Himself struggled with injuries. Uh, you know, uh, uh, what my, my one big memory of him will be a, a lot of it being down to the fact that he, he played a lot behind closed doors, but his, his last minute winner against Wheelstone, that away end <laughs> went absolutely yeah. bananas. Absolutely bananas. Um, you, you know, literally to the point where the hoardings were falling down and the, the barrier fell down, didn't it? Um, so you know, like to to be involved in a moment like that, it's it, it's it's a shame to see him having to move on. But I think again, not maybe not being able to have that consistency because of injuries has hampered his his time at Wrexham, hasn't it? Well, yeah, massively in the last sort of year and a half or so, which is such a huge shame, isn't it? Well, maybe two years when we got injured on the first day of the season in the Phil Parkinson, his first season as manager, was out for a good chunk of time. I just, I mean, it's a it's a terrible shame. Because if he'd stayed fit, who knows, he might have been able to nail that place down for himself. But this season, he's come back from injury. He's found a situation where you know he's behind Ford, he's behind Barnett, he's feasibly behind McElinden. He's been used on the right. Mm. And he's scrapping with Bryce Hosanna as well. And so he asked to go out on loan, didn't he? Because he knew he wouldn't be 
getting games this season. Yeah. Um, and I think the moment that happened, it was obvious that it would be best for him to find a new club because he was seeing that it would be difficult to break through. But it's a real shame because, you know, like you said, he's had some real dramatic moments. He's you know, a lot of assists as well as those goals. He's he's been crucial on a number of occasions and he's got a habit of scoring late away goals in the southeast for some reason. He's hit <laughs> in about three times, scored yeah. in three times, equalises all winners. Um, really nice lad as well. And I mean, for me, he's clearly if you're a, if you're a good, ambitious national league team, he would suit the bill beautifully. I would say if you're a League Two team, I think we could easily come up against him soon because he's got the attributes. As long as you're satisfied that he's been able to get himself fit, I, I would be inclined to take a gamble on him. Oh, absolutely, and you only have to look at the some of the other players that were were in that team that Rhys Johnson did so well in Kwame Thomas and Tyler French, who've both gone and won the the Scottish Championship uh, with Dundee FC. So yeah. you know the. the these, we're letting go of players that are genuinely quality. It's not like yeah. a couple of years ago when you'd be leaving someone and that might be the end of either the end of their career or end of the career in terms of the the position that they were going to end up. In. I'm trying to be fair because professional footballers have got even at say National League North level, they've got more talent in their little toe than I've got in the in the rest of my body. So I don't want to be one of those people who who slags off um, pro footballers. But you know, we're letting go of players. And bringing in players that are such a high calibre that the ones that are leaving us aren't going on a downward spiral after they leave, are they? You know, Christian Dibble as yeah, well. So a promotion yeah. is absolutely fantastic. Uh, yeah. Alongside Matt Knight Percival. Yes, yeah, I, I didn't know he was playing yeah. for them until until the final, yeah. And also their manager, Russell Penn, yeah. who was a guest on Dragonheart a couple of seasons ago and was brilliant. Uh, and it's fantastic. I think he doesn't terrific job there and Kidderminster shouldn't be in the National League North no, it deserves to be higher and Dibble shouldn't be either he's a cracking goalkeeper yeah. made a couple of superb important saves when it was nil-nil in that match first until Kidderminster scored their sort of their go- the first goal and if you saw it which was a, a real combination of comedy defending <laughs> and outstanding finishing yeah yeah um, it's a good goal but that. until that point Brackley were just battering them and Dibble was made two or three excellent saves and you thought, oh, this is this is a one-way traffic, and then that one goal just changed everything. But if yeah. Dibble hadn't kept them in it, then it would have been a very different game, I think. So that's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, good luck to all those players that have been released. We have also um, can I just mention about players being released as well? Um, I mean, obviously Jake Hyde was never going to come back, so that's just a formality to put him on there. Um, <clears throat> I feel sorry for some of the young lads. Uh, I mean, naturally, I mean, I have sympathy for the fact that they've not had their chance with us. Um, I mean, the specific ones that come to mind are Dan Jones, who I know know very well, and Ryan Austin um, are absolute dyed-in-the-wool massive Brexham fans. And so this is such a shame. And they've, they've got genuine ability, and I just hope that they can land a good club now that yeah. will allow them to, to be back at that sort of level pretty quickly once they get a bit more first team experience because they're both you know they're both wrecks through and through yeah. uh, I really wish the best to them not trying to miss out other people and I must say I don't know who Will Manfield supports <laughs> so <laughs> sorry about that Will um, but yeah I, I just I just thought it was appropriate to say that and also Rory Watson to be fair um, who didn't get on the pitch um, but it was it was brilliant to have a backup keeper who has that level of experience in the football league, and also uh, he, he does look, to be fair, 
like when you see all the, the great photos that the media team photographers do, um, he does look like he's had a whale of a time anyway with us. He was yeah. loving it on the bus in, in warm-ups and stuff. You can see he's enjoying himself. And I'm glad he, I think he's enjoyed his year with us, even though it hasn't really helped him in terms of um, developing as a player. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, anyone who, who, who comes and joins us as a club and is willing to give, I know they do get, it's a job and they get paid, but at the end of the day, they're coming to choose to, to play for us or be as part of our squad. Should always go with, with our thanks and, and mm. thank you very much for, for the time at the club and good luck in the future. Um, we have also exercised options to extend the contract of Scott Butler and Aaron James. So two young players that have, mm. are actually staying with the club, which is fantastic. Um, we've also extended Mark Howard, Anthony Ford and Paul Mullins' contracts. So, I mean, that kind of goes without saying how, how um, important those players have been for mm. us this season. So to see their contracts extended is great. Am I right in interpreting that as they've sparks those extensions it's it those are extensions in their hands that they have uh, around I mean the, the statement just says following promotion the following players contracts have been extended by a further season mm. so it's difficult to interpret yeah, which yeah. side of, yeah. of, of the uh, the club have it the club or the players have extended that um, I, I'm very happy if it is the players by the way I'm not trying to I wasn't trying to stir things up I mean how is I know you know some people have been a little surprised by that. I'm I'm not, to be honest, um, because he played the majority of the season for us. He did a good solid job. No, oh, okay, he accepted that Foster was an upgrade. Uh, Lainton is a very high quality goalkeeper. If if those are our three keepers next season, we've got the best set of goalkeepers in that division by a, by a distance, I would say. Yeah. So I mean, people showed a bit of surprise about Howard, but I I love the idea of. Him, Linton, plus another. Uh, that's great. That's I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a real strength in depth. I, I do wonder sometimes what people expect when we've got a player who, who at the start of the season, performed as well as Howard did. Mm. Uh, the amount of clean sheets, I can't remember off the top of my head, but you know, the amount of clean sheets he had this season, yes, you need a good defence in front of you to get clean sheets, but you, all, you know, keepers mm. could still play a humongous part in that mm. and keeping clean sheets and... Okay, maybe some people might not want him as first choice after having Ben Foster in, you know, that experience all going on, but why would you not want a player of his quality at least involved in the squad? Ba yeah, baffles me. Yeah, Howard's a fantastic yeah. keeper, so, you know. Totally. People overreacted to the Maidenhead game. Uh, you know, the fact that mistake he made at the yeah. end when he didn't come out, although it's got to be said that the fence could have dealt with it better as well. But yeah, he, he did misjudge that. It was a mistake by him. It did cost us two points. That's goalkeeping. Yeah. That happens. Yeah. How about the games when he's done well and kept us in it? Um, you know, I, I, no, I, I, I've got no qualms about Howard at all. No, same here. And um, then, obviously, Paul Mullin, you know. We don't need don't need to say any words about. He's, he's supposed to be good, isn't he? He's all right, he's, isn't he's he? Worth a punt, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of goalkeepers, though, we'll go we'll go back a step. Ben Foster. We don't as of time of recording, we don't currently know what uh, Ben Foster is thinking and whether he's intended to to return to retirement or to play. One more year. One more year. Um, Four more years. Four more years. <laughs> um, I, I'd absolutely love uh, Foster to stay, but you know that's that's just one of those things, isn't it? And Liam McIlinden has been off the contract again. Another one that there's been a reaction to on online in some 
corners, but you know, Michael Linden's a player who can play in a number of positions. Mm. I, I we don't know what goes on inside the dressing room, but you know, you'd imagine he isn't kicking up a fuss with not getting playing time, otherwise he wouldn't be off the contract. Exactly. Parkinson knows him, he knows what he's like with the other players. He's obviously thinks he's someone who fits in as important in that atmosphere. And like you said, he's extremely versatile. So, you know, if, if he can play both wings, he could play up front. He can play, he's played centre midfield for us and done pretty well, actually. You know, I think people forget, like in that first season, some of his, his ability to wriggle out of tight corners was impressive. But then mm. he started getting used more as a wing back and we didn't see so much of it. But when he was playing more centrally, he was getting into some very good positions. Yeah, like, like his, his in, important interception when he was playing in centre midfield against Stockport in the, oh, in the yeah, FA yeah. Trophy. You know, yeah. that, that tackle was unbelievable. Mm. And probably why Parkinson decided to then start playing him as, yeah. as a wing-back a bit more often yeah. because he'd shown the qualities, you know, that yeah. defensive quality to be able to do that position. I mean, um, in that season as yeah. well, that there were times where we brought him on to make us more attacking as well, weren't there? Yeah. So they, if an away game wasn't going well, he would be our pre change to the four <laughs> yeah, system. Yeah, uh, he'd yeah, yeah. be thrown on as a more attacking wing back than say Cameron Green and he was decisive in a few games you know setting up second half goals that allowed us to come back so yeah, again I think we've become understandably I know I have a bit spoilt by the quality of players coming in and some people look at McLean and say oh well should we upgrade on him but I think he's, he's a very good squad man to have around because he can fulfil so many different roles absolutely and you know we've, we've, we'll have we be going I think it's you know don't want to forget that we'll be going from having um, league games FA Trophy games and FA Cup games to league games FA Cup games League Cup games and the FA Trophy which is a group stage now FA Trophy uh, the Football League trophy, I should say, the the, the Pizza Cup. Your therapying is not working. It's you, not. You're obsessed no, I, I, with this trophy. P- PTSD. It's um, the Papa John. <laughs> the pa- Papa John's Pizza Cup, or whatever you want to call it, um, which actually starts with a group stage of, with, uh, I think it's a group stage of three, and the group stage is a home and away fixture against those other sides. So, potentially, that's four extra games. Well, no, no, it is four extra mm-hmm. games, plus one extra game with the League Cup, plus one extra game with the FA Cup. But you could then end up multiplying quite a lot if we have a few cup runs. So mm. having having a, a, a deep squad, as much as a strong squad, is going to be yeah. important, isn't it? And clearly, the Papa John is a chance for players to, you know, who aren't playing to get a match, I rather suspect, when they're playing Reading under-21s or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, I remember when Reading was what you did in English literature. Oh, God. I'm sorry. <laughs> also on the retained list... He says, moving on from that outstanding uh, play on words, um, we've released Neil, haven't we? And Che has, yeah. has walked out to sign for a Press North End podcast. So <laughs> just the two of us now. It's tragic, isn't it? Neil, Neil's, Neil's done well for us. But when you look at the end of his contract, uh, you know, I, I, we can upgrade. We can get... We, we can, and certainly, in fairness, having to rely on his horse and cart every week to get him here. Yeah, from exactly. Church, harsh, you know, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. The, the horse is getting on a bit now, and, yeah. and the wheels on the cart are going a little bit. He'd often arrive late. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know, you, you can't rely on that, and we've had to upgrade, haven't we? Yeah, podcasting is a tough game. 
and by upgrade, we're doubling our wages. I think that his yeah. wages are going to to you, and yeah, Jay's yeah. wages are coming to me. Uh, exact doubling of our wages. Two times zero is is zero. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we're only joking. They're alive and locked in my basement. <laughs> they're actually preparing. So we can move on from the retainers, and they're actually preparing, ready for our end of season party next week, which will be taking place. Uh, in a secret location, um, with with some special guests that we may. Oh, are we should we wait? Yeah, until, I, I, we'll wait until yeah. the podcast before we reveal who yeah. who is is coming. Maybe Mainly we'll because feed they you some initials. <laughs> they may decide that they've got some washing or something to do instead <laughs> yes. of coming to the yeah. Dragon Art and the season party. But we've got a few special guests, and we're looking forward to that. Um, other than that, um, coming up next, we have uh, our interview with. Josh and Joe from St. Joseph's School who aren't football fans but given us a bit of a perspective on what it's been like living in Wrexham uh, over the last two years. I'm Aaron Hayden and this is Dragon Hearts. So we're joined today by Josh and Joe who are here with us in the Callum FM studio. Lads, you're not football fans are you? No, no. no. So why are you here then? <laughs> <laughs> That's the tough interview technique of Mr. Jeremy Maxwell himself. Got Mr. Griffiths, do you want to give us a bit of a rundown of how the lads have gotten involved with, with Dragonheart today? Well, completely, because, or even absolutely, for those of you who speak English. Um, <laughs> uh, basically, I mean, the lads are students in St. Joseph's, we're teachers in St. Joseph's, and, well, they, they were handpicked for their articulacy and intelligence, but we, in Dragonheart, we're interested in the social and community side just as much as the football, and lads, we want to talk to you about what it's like to be teenagers in Wrexham, seeing this change in the town, because, let's be honest, the difference in the town, I think, over the last three years is amazing, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, to be honest, like two years ago, if you told me Ryan Reynolds was gonna even come here, I would have been losing my mind. Um, but he comes here frequently, like he's been here like a billion times. It's strange. Yeah, it's always been, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't <sighs> dream would be too strong of a word, but mm. I feel like I've always, um, yeah, I'm going to use dream. I've always dreamt, like, in primary school, like, of fame of any kind come to Wrexham because it's a very much out-of-the-way, not-very-mentioned town. Well, until, you know, uh, Reynolds and Mackle. Henny. Yeah. I can see <laughs> contemplating how to pronounce his name then. It's, it's, it is mad, isn't it? I mean, when the news of the takeover happened, I remember, Joe, we had a running joke about it, um, in which I'd claimed that Ryan Reynolds was in a cupboard or something listening to our lesson was about to come out. And I think it's fair to say, even though we knew this was happening, we didn't really, well, we believed that he might buy us, but we didn't believe there could be a possibility of us, like, bumping into him. Yeah, I definitely was, like, it's so strange. I, I don't know how to put it in words, but it's just strange. That's the word. Uh, that comes to mind when I think of it because Wrexham doesn't really get enough um, attention mm -hmm. uh, to be honest so 
why are celebrities so interested in it? You know? Exactly. I mean, before all this happened, what was your view of Wrexham and coming off from Wrexham? I mean, <laughs> me too, to an extent, I'll be honest. Like, you know, because I'd walk past uh, McDonald's just down the road, and then I'd see, like, you know, the homeless reading the news on, like, the kids' iPads. And I was just, it was like, well, yeah, 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 Wrexham's okay, I guess, maybe. No, no. I, you know, to put it bluntly, it's, uh, it, it wasn't very. It wasn't very good. Well, they've taken away the iPads now, so <laughs> <laughs> everything changes. You know. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you think of uh, you know, the the Beckham Swans song that everybody's got imprinted in their brains now, and it it is all about that negative image that Wrexham had. I remember just about six months before the takeover, we did get. Sort of national notoriety because of people off their heads on spice <laughs> in the bus station, and that tended to be. I think it's fair to say, isn't it, the the, the image we had beforehand. I, yeah, I think Wrexham had sort of become a bit of a uh, an easy target, hadn't it? At one point, mm. um, that kind of thing happens in all towns, in, including mm. big cities like London. But for some reason, it was place not just Wrexham but places like Wrexham that were highlighted as oh look at this town with all the spice zombies in it which <laughs> you know I I don't think is completely fair but then again they were still there weren't they? <laughs> you know, it's not like yeah. it's not like they weren't there yeah. so but like you say everywhere has issues like that and we were quite an easy target yeah. I mean, I've been to Newport for goodness sake <laughs> <laughs> so if you're gonna criticize Wrexham well exactly <laughs> yeah. I mean I'm still suffering from PTSD from a, as a consequence which is a poor Talbot <laughs> there must be something I can add on the end that'll make it funny, but sadly I just thought of the start of it. Oh well, I'll, I'll, if you guys are talking amongst yourselves ten minutes, I'll think of a really clever conclusions to that acronym. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and naturally, I think people had a negative view of town, and I, I, I'm not, you know, I'll confess, even though I'm from Wrexham and I'm proud of you know coming from here, I did have a bit of a negative sense of, but does much go on here? In fact, I remember once being told off by a pupil. For actually saying that, and she was quite right, pointing out that T Power does interesting stuff. There are lots of interesting things that go on in Wrexham, but I, I did feel that maybe Wrexham didn't sell itself, had lacked self confidence. Now it feels different. I think that's it, I think it's spot on. I mean, we've always had Focus Wales here, where there's, there's bands from, from all over the UK and the world who come in and play at Wrexham, and there's the football. I'm, I'm now struggling to think of anything else. Irving, you know, it's, you're, we, you're, we, not, we you're not selling no, restaurants no. or rejuvenated <laughs> city. <right? laughs> uh, we've always had little things. I think for me, I've always been really proud of coming from Wrexham for no reason other than stubbornness. <laughs> I think if, you, if, you, if you're from the town and you can't believe in the town, who else is going to believe in the town apart from two multi-millionaire celebrities? But that's, no. uh, you know, bef before they came along, I think going away to university and you two hopefully will you know will get good enough GCSEs, especially in your IT and your English, mm. uh, that you can go away to university eventually and, yeah. and go and experience it. But when you move away, you do realise the positives and the negatives of of the town. I mean, I lived in Bangor um, for three years, which is another small North Wales town that has a bit less going for it, but it has a bit of a nightlife because there's loads of students. It's, it's a bit of a small town and it's all right. I like it. But Wrexham was better. And then you go. I went away to Liverpool for a year, 
and you've got everything that goes on in a city, but you're surrounded by people. Wrexham's that nice sort of middle ground between the two where there's enough going on that you're not bored, but there's also not too many people that get in your way and bother you. But I think we've, we've been really bad as a town of selling that, and you guys have grown up with just a negative image of town, I'd imagine, haven't you? Yeah, definitely. From other people as well. But, you know, like how, how would you describe the the change that's happened since they, you know, the takeovers happened and the football clubs are sort of bouncing. Honestly, it's unbelievable because, like, I fully had a passion of hating Wrexham. <laughs> um, <laughs> but until Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney came along, I was like, oh my gosh, maybe there's a part of Wrexham we're not seeing. Mm. And that's the community and um, even the football. Even though I'm not a fan of football, it definitely brings the people together. I just think it's great now, and I'm proud to uh, say I'm from Wrexham. Uh, I still view Wrexham negatively. Uh, not as negative as before, but I still, like, I was like, why Wrexham? Like, you know, I know I mentioned that dream, but it's just like, it was like, well, why Wrexham? It's, it's, so, it's such a... It's such an odd thing because it's like, well, I look around and there's like uh, homeless on the streets. There's crime. It, it's not as bad as other towns. Not real. We're not real. Only yesterday, Mr. Long was attacking. I called him Mr. Long then, as we is um, attacking real in the most horrific manner possible. Uh, I, let me put it out there. I don't mind real. Real is okay. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> you stare towards the sea and, and don't turn around. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Brilliant bombers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're listening to communal radio. <laughs> but but yeah, no, I just thought why Wrexham? Because we're not we're not a city. Well, we weren't at the time. Yeah. And it's like, well, we're not We've had no, we've had basically no fame or no recognition at all. Like the fact that two uh, multi-millionaires from another, like from you know overseas, famous, know that Wrexham exists. Just, just know that it exists. Know that Wales exists for one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like wow. But that, that is, I think, something that has changed people's opinions of the town in that you, know, you get self-confidence when somebody who people love and who is world-renowned turns around and says, oh, we like you. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I think that's, what, that's what's given people, I don't know, do you think a, a boost of self-esteem in the town in general? Yeah, yeah. definitely. We need to convince Josh. <laughs> <laughs> It makes sense though, doesn't it? You know, that, you know, Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds is, he wants us. <laughs> you know? I think anyone would feel like that, wouldn't they? Ryan Reynolds is a very handsome man. He's a beautiful man. Absolutely. I was actually quite surprised about how handsome he was in person. You know, you think mm. people are just airbrushed on TV, don't you? But then I saw him from a distance. It's like, oh, wow, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. You, are, you are definitely a handsome man. Absolutely. Yeah. I, my, my right hand, this hand has touched Ryan Reynolds' right hand. 
I'm so jealous of you two, honestly. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he didn't know I was touching his right hand, but I quickly squeeze an ounce. That's my strategy. Um, but yeah, just that, that, that sense of, wow, you know, they chose us. That, to me, that puts a spring in people's step. And to me, you hear people now being very proud of the town compared to how it used to be, I, I, in my experience. Yeah, definitely. Would you be interested to go into one of the football games then? Or, or think, has it changed your opinion of, of football at all? Or are you just still not bothered? Uh, I've, I've always had um, something against football. It might be because I got hit in the face in primary school. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, little, little me waddled onto the field and then I just got hit. Oh. <laughs> Nose bled and everything. And then after that, it was like, oh, football. So, oh, so, 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 uh, so I've always I've always viewed football negatively. Um, so I think I've been I've been to maybe one Wrexham game when I was very little, but that's about it. Honestly, when watching the Welcome to Wrexham, uh, I was really because I never really watched football. Mm. But when I saw all of that stuff and saw the community getting excited whenever like Paul Mullen uh, scored, I was like, wow, this is feels I if I was there I'd feel great you know yeah. so I would consider it definitely yeah I, I think that's a very important part of the whole thing and I think that's a very important part of well that's why we thought we'd like to talk to you about this because Ryan Reynolds said that sports is so popular it's a story mm. and he's right and that shows done a good job I think of showing the connection between people and the events of a sports event and how that affects a community. And it's amazing the number of fans we've had from other countries who are following the team. Now, obviously, some of them, are, they like football and they think, oh, well, this, they can be our British team. You know, that's fair enough. But the number of people who are saying, we actually have no interest in sport, but we enjoyed the human elements, just like you're saying. And as a result of that, we want to follow this. That, that fascinates me. And that, that also leads to people within the town just having, even if they're not interested in going to a game, that sense of, yeah, the town's being represented. We're, we're higher profile. We're important now. I think that's, I don't know, it, it, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing for, to happen to any town. I'm struggling to think of another town that's, that's happened to it, if I'm perfectly honest, but it's, it is mind-blowing, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Oh, um, sorry. Uh, <laughs> That does remind me, like, I was, I was really taken back because I, I think I was walking through Wrexham and I could hear roars come from the stadium. And I, w I must have been, like, two miles away. But you can hear it. Yeah. You can hear everyone just, ooh. And it's, I was like, wow, wow. And, you, like, when it's night as well, you can see the glow from the stadium. Yeah, it, yeah. It's really, a, I was in awe. It's quite an imposing figure in the town, isn't it? Yeah. It's the, like this, like this, when the match is on, if you're not there, like the heartbeat of the town is in that sort of. Mm. What, was it? what would you say? It's not even a square mile, is it? I don't know. I'm not a maths teacher, yeah, so yeah. I'm not really <laughs> sure. But it's about eight acres, I reckon. Eight <laughs> Looks like it's somebody using my farmer's eye. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I go to all the home games now, pretty much. Um, but growing up, I was bit of a weird child I, I quite liked football but I never really wanted to actually go 
and I, I've been lucky that I live close enough that you could always hear the cheers from from my house, especially if the wind was blowing a certain way and Wrexham were actually doing well, which was <laughs> not, which wasn't every week. <laughs> but I think the fact that that you can hear it from like as far as two miles now shows how how loud the crowd is these days and how big the attendances are compared to when when well, when I was growing up. Um, but football get you gets you in weird ways, lad. My, yeah. my mum didn't get into football until she was in her mid thirties. She just happened to go to a, a Wales game in the race course. Uh, Ryan Giggs scored. We play Canada. Does that ring a bell? About two thousand five ish. I struggle to remember Ryan Giggs ever playing for Wales. Not no, that's uh, trying to make any <laughs> points about him. There's <laughs> um, fake injuries. And what if you ever get a chance to go? What will happen to you? You like you will either fall in love with it or not. I and mean, as you get older, just being there, it is that crowd. Yeah, it is, but I, I'm with you. I find it boring watching it on TV most of the time. I, I can watch the World Cup, I can watch the old Champions League game, maybe our Premier League game, but there's nothing like actually being in the stadium, is there, and experiencing it. And you know, you're getting the next best thing, which is the town loving it. And there's actually been a, bu- a buzz around the town and everything because me and Mark can tell you that there's, there's been plenty of years where that hasn't been present oh yeah the, and not only did the wind have to be blowing in a particular direction for me to be able to hear the game when I was a kid the wind had to be blowing in a particular direction for Exxon to win that's <laughs> <laughs> uh, apart from wind assisted victories there are few and far between <laughs> I, a great name for an indie band, that. Wind assisted. Oh, on, on Twitter last night, somebody was talking about um, band names, and I, I felt I came up with some perlers. Um, Pasta Blaster was one of them. <laughs> um, but I I'm going to find them in a minute. <laughs> just, just, um, just please myself reading them out. That'll be proper radio. Um, I, I, it's also great fun in that, you know, you might bump into Will Ferrell here these days. Yeah. Uh, I mean, how insane is it that other people are like, the, these people, that they're real, as it turns out, and they come here. It's, it's just, I don't know, I don't know how to, it's harsh of me to ask you this, I don't know how to articulate it, but Will Ferrell, you know, Blake Lively maybe, you know, I don't think she has been to Wrexham, but it's some, No, I don't think she has. But she's been to Maidenhead. Look at Devil. Oh, God, I've insulted someone else. What's wrong with me? (laughs) But yeah, this this, this level of celebrity we've got coming here, it's just mad. How do you think, you know, in school, do you notice people? I mean, I always notice there's more Wrexham shirts when it's on those days and Wrexham insignias and stuff. But how do you feel it is amongst people of your age? How do they take this? Oh, um. Not really in the school, mm-hmm. uh, but I do yeah. feel that in the school, but I just uh, can explain it better from my friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I have a group of friends uh, and they're huge football fans and they've been, they didn't really go that much to football games, but when uh, Ryan Reynolds or Rob McElhenney uh, came around, uh, they were willing to actually go and you know I mm-hmm. I think seeing them more happy as Wrexham supporters is great for me I don't know why but yeah, it just yeah. is I think it's really cool yeah I'm Liam McClendon and this is Dragon Heart so that's that's pretty much all we've got time for on Dragon Hearts day one one thing that will be coming up in the next couple of weeks for, especially for international uh, viewers, 
usually this kind of tails off for a couple of weeks. We have our little end of season break before the madness starts. Please <laughs> don't get suckered into online rumours about players. <laughs> I saw one that said that Derby County were putting a 300k bid in for Mullin and I almost spat my coffee out in laughter all over the place at that one. Um, you know, it's 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 for those of you who haven't been introduced to the madness yet, it is mad. Don't believe everything you read on Twitter. Wait until it's on the official club website or the official club Twitter so you can believe that. But, um, you know, just just to take Mullen into account, I don't think anybody knew about that until the morning of when the rumblings started to happen and then it was a pretty swift transfer, wasn't it? When he came to us. Yeah, when he came to us, yeah, Um, when he left. The... (laughs) Up up the Rams, the... um, I I mean... it, it's sort of slightly tricky because occasionally mad stories come up and you laugh at them and then they become true, like Ben Foster. But yeah. having said that, yeah, um, something that's notable under Robin Ryan is transfer stories aren't getting leaked out much. Yeah. Um, and, <clears throat> you know, I mean, the fan ownership was, was brilliant in a number of ways, but it did, one of the drawbacks was that there's lots of people involved in fan ownership, yeah. so lots of people in the loop. And as a result, we were a very leaky club. You know, yeah, I, and, I can't remember the last transfer under the ownership of the fans where where I didn't know about it beforehand. <laughs> not not from yeah. being in the club, but just from it becoming public as people were desperate to whisper our secrets. Yeah, and that's that's the nature of, of being a football fan, isn't it? People uh, are always desperate to get the gossip out. They want mm. to be the first person, oh, see, told you. Yeah. Um, you know, like, to, to put it out there... We we do not hear anything in advance, and we, I mean, compared to some people, we're relatively close to the club, aren't we? Yeah, you yeah, and yeah. yourself, especially. Um, we we the the most we maybe get is a five minute warning that something is going yeah. live on the website, just to be prepared in case there's a there's a, a bit of a media storm around it, and that's that's about it. And that's quite rare as well. Yeah, yeah. So you the, know, <laughs> it, it, but yeah, it, it's people love making rubbish up about transfers and when I say people that includes journalists um, and also uh, people love just trying to show off and do something first so handle all stuff about transfers with care until as you say a reputable source and I would say that's club channels obviously but then also you know people like Tommy Kaus and Rich Williams who are dedicated reporters on the club you know they're not going to go to print with something unless they feel more confident about it Exactly, um, you know, and we, you've got to remember now that this, 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 you know, even even home-based fans now, this season has seen a, a dramatic uptick in in engagement on social media. Um, I seen someone on Twitter earlier talking about how um, the Sky Sports News video breaking that Paul Mullen had extended his contract had around a million more than the views and the average. Uh, Sky Sports News video a lot of that was people from jealous clubs going oh why are they talking about Wrexham they're not talking about Burton or Barrow which I've been that person when other clubs have have been successful so I can't complain too much but we're now becoming news to the point where people are going to make things up to get clicks so take everything with a pinch of salt Um, and then other than that they're probably other than our end of season party, the, the last big thing of the season will be goal of the season, really, won't we? Which um, we're, we're currently trying to compile. I, I am the guilty party on that. 
just to explain, last couple of years has worked really well for the Steve Edwards Gold of Season Trophy. We have had a bracket, so we've put goals against each other and had a public vote. It's great fun. Um, some years it's hard. Before we did that, we used to have like a ten-year, a ten-year, a ten-goal shortlist, and generally that felt like the right number. Um, there was one year when it was really difficult to come up with ten good goals. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. Huh? And yet this year, I I clicked all hundred and forty of our goals, and then I started making a shortlist, and that shortlist was enormous. It was over fifty. And so I tried to pull it down, but even I tried to put them into different folders, like definite, maybe the definites are around 25, and I want it down to 16. So there'll be goals that I consider to be absolutely top-notch that don't even get onto the 16. And, and that's why it's going to take a bit longer, because I've basically reached out to a few people who know what they're talking about to give me their 16 out of those those goals so that I can do it mathematically, you know, by saying, okay. And, and some people who don't know what they're talking about, like me. Uh, yeah, absolutely <laughs> don't. Well, you know, uh, sometimes you've got to be a diplomat, haven't you? You know, um, by the let, way, let, you're, let the you're, you're, yeah, their choice yeah. as well. Yeah. I asked for your opinion. I'll not look at it, but I, you think I will look at it. And that's what matters, isn't it, really? Uh, by the way, you're released. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I, I had a look in... I, didn't even look into your maybe folder. I just looked in the definite folder and I still struggled to put 16 together. Mm. Um, we've scored some absolutely cracking goals and I can guarantee whatever the, the 16 goal bracket is, there are going to be some people, a lot of people saying, oh, what about this goal? What about this goal? It's scandalous that this goal yeah. is not on there. Um, I mean, I, I'm sure it would be delightful to sit through all 140 goals, but it, you know, come up with your own list if you want to, because it's a, there's a lot of goals there. And to show how subjective it is as well, I mean, I was thinking of you when I was putting things in different folders, because you were talking last week about the Elliot Lee goal at Coventry and how you, you loved that goal because of the terrific explosion of emotion in the away end. And I haven't put it in a definite folder, because... For me, I'm pretty sure he didn't mean it, and therefore I'm sort of thinking, can that be goal of the season? No, he, but there's lots of different ways you can define yeah, that, he, aren't they? I mean, he, you know. I mean, he did outright say, didn't he, afterwards? I don't know whether it was straight after the match, but at some point that it was a cross aimed for, yeah, for the yeah. back stick for Mullin. Um, but, I'm very glad he did it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> don't yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I, I, don't know, I was, I was, like I said last week, I was sat oh, probably about three or four rows up in the Coventry away end, right behind the goal, so you couldn't really see. From that angle, couldn't really see a lot. It just looked like he'd scored the banger and it was an absolute... It was just a moment. But I then, thought that as well, commenting. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm at the far end, uh, quite near the corner flag at the other end, weirdly, and it looked like he'd just ripped an absolute screamer. But when you looked at the replays, you think, actually, and has he really shot from there? But, but also, when you see his goal against Farnborough, which was the previous round yeah, in the FA yeah. Cup, which was an absolute screamer. Oh, like, and it, yeah. It's not... It wouldn't... It, you would have been forgiven walking away thinking he'd meant that, really, to be yeah. fair. Some of the goals he scored. Uh, I think most people's lists, including the official club one, is probably going to have multiple entries of Elliot Lee goals in there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that'll be a, probably the end of the week. Probably, I hope. But what's this space? It'll be fun, though. It will, yeah. And, and obviously, when that's up, we'll put it through the, the all the usual accounts, which you should be following. And also follow the Bank Street social account as well, just to... To get you know your updates on the best coffee in town, we're not biased. Um, we're not biased, but if you keep saying that, we might get a free one. 
Um, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Sorry, boss. Uh, oh, yeah. We this this is we are not receiving any just for the the advertiser oh, standards agency. We are not receiving any free products. Yeah, absolutely um, right. This is not an advert. We we just like this place. Um, <laughs> uh, I think that's all we've got time for before the ASA start knocking on our door, Mark. I think absolutely. Uh, fantastic. So this has been uh, Dragonheart with me, Bill Long, and him, Mark Griffiths. Follow- yeah, I'm glad you remembered that. Yeah, well, it took me a second, didn't it? I wasn't <laughs> going to say anything. I was waiting to see if he knew my name. <laughs> follow us on... I was, just thought you were Neil for a second. Follow us on TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, all the socials. Uh, this has been Dragonheart. ta I'm Luke Young, and this is Dragonheart. <laughs> <laughs>